0: third widow's Might because life happens podcast my name is Vittoria and I am here to share with you about what it feels like to be a widow never expecting that this would happen today I'm thinking about how I felt in the weeks after my spouse was pronounced dead to be honest I was being put in the position to act as though everything was normal But nothing in my world was normal. The Bible tells us that a man and his wife will join together to become one. And that was never really something I experienced in the measure that I experienced after the weeks and months after my husband died. All of a sudden I began reliving the 101,000 ways he was my strength, my sounding board, my encouragement. My friend, my lover, my company, my confidant, my positive and my negative point of connection. Everything that made the most sense in my world was shared with him. Of course, I didn't always understand that. In fact, not until I lost my sister over 10 years earlier did I see him as my best friend. Before that, he was my lover, my boyfriend. Oh, we flirted a lot. My fun-loving partner that shared hard stuff and good stuff and all the stuff in between and who I often equated with being the biggest challenge in my circumstances. For some reason, I always saw him as standing in the way of what I wanted. Now that he's gone... I realized that was farther from the truth, and I was blind, not noticing the ways he cushioned the blows for me, smoothed the path for me, helped me achieve some of the greatest goals that I had for myself. I miss him more than I can express. He was the person who knew me best. And while He could be an absolute bugger sometimes. This was because he knew which buttons to push and when. (sighs) I have been grappling with various aspects of life in the times since he's gone and left me on my own to navigate this world and this life But he imparted so much into me during the years that we spent together. And we had 46 years of marriage and two years of being engaged with one another to really enjoy each other's company. And again, we loved to flirt. We flirted all day long at work. We flirted at home sometimes, although he was loath to flirt in front of the children. He never wanted them to see us getting cozy with one another. And I imagine that was because once he went over that line, he couldn't come back across it very easily. In some ways, he was putty in my hands whenever he became that man who was my lover and my best friend. He was so different in many ways. He became a child that just melted into me. And in some ways, that's what I miss most. I don't expect to ever have a relationship like that with anyone ever again, just because it was a relationship that was built over decades. He knew things about me that I will probably never share with anybody ever again. And I knew things about him as well. And none of them really matter now except for the intimacy that they allowed between us. We could look at each other from across the room and know what each one was thinking. I don't know how many people another individual or friend that anyone can do that with, except a husband who is treasured and loved, or a wife who is treasured and loved. So being in this position causes, being in this position now to be alone, causes um, a lot of angst, Small angst comes when I miss a hug. I miss cuddling in under his arms or being wrapped in them. Large angsts make themselves apparent on the inside of me when I am forced to make a decision I'm not ready to make. And that's happened a lot over the last year. And more. So, I guess uh, in some ways, those of us who have allowed ourselves to be mm, connected so tightly to our partner that we made many decisions together and were comfortable with that did ourselves an injustice now that we have to move forward alone because it's harder although i wouldn't trade those dates those days those times those seasons for anything in the world whatever hardship i'm experiencing or enduring now is well worth it just because i would i would hope that everyone on this planet would have an opportunity to have a friend, a soulmate that they could call their very own and knew that it was going to be until death do us part, until one is gone, because there's nothing, nothing to compare to that. The depth of love, oh yeah, the love changes gears and you stop being so passionate that, You know, each time you're in arm's length of one another, you have to touch each other or do something to calm those desires. But they never really left. If we were in the room alone at any given time, those desires always surfaced. And we became giddy, just as if we had just met again. I don't know if everyone feels that way or if it was just something special I was blessed to have. I do wish it for others. I especially wish it for my children. Because I have children who are married and some who I hope will marry. And um, I want nothing less than that for them. The hard part comes when life hits a blow and forces us, one of us, to move along without the other. So widows might stand a chance to move forward if they don't have those experiences because maybe they're hardened to the fact that life presents us with very difficult circumstances and they've been forced to push through in the past or widows might be all right to continue because they have the joy and pleasure of looking back and remembering those moments with fondness and in so doing draw the strength from the memories. Or from the simple knowledge that life has to go on. It's not a mystery. Life has to go on. Because life happens, we have to push forward. But my best strength, my most profound strength comes now from the other man in my life. My Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who was sometimes in my husband's eyes, a rival. He couldn't understand why I loved this Lord that saved my soul as much as I did, and it was sometimes an area of contention between us. However, he came to realize that rather than cause us to drift apart in any way, shape, or form, my love of God drew us together. In fact, it kept me with him times when I thought I would just leave because I didn't like the terms of our marriage. You know, marriage has seasons and there are dry seasons and and plentiful seasons, just like a person's life walk, life journey. But I've become a testament to the fact that if we can just push through the dry wilderness seasons and wait for the oasis to be seen in the distance or to suddenly be found unexpectedly, that we'll be pleasantly surprised with what can come out of it. I know that from my spiritual walk and I've experienced it in my marital walk. And I'm believing that for myself now that my dearest and most beloved husband is no longer by my side. So, widows might. Widows might, and widows can, and widows have to. Because life does happen. It continues. And as things happen, there's an adventure awaiting, awaiting to explode in the circumference, somewhere in the challenges around us, there's something good waiting to happen. The bad's always there, and that's what makes the good so special, especially if we have God in our life. When the good happens, it's very good, and the depth and the joy that is garnered from that good becomes extraordinary, uplifting, and compelling enough to carry us through the next difficulty. So for those of you who have become newly widowed, and again, it's been more than a year for me, but it still feels like yesterday. Sometimes it feels like just hours ago. I just want to encourage you to press on and to hold on, no matter how empty and naked you feel because there's something more yet for you and that's why your spouse was taken and you were left behind we can we can do this and we can do it with strength that's why i like the word might widows might because it's a pun we have or can have at least the strength to move forward without falling apart. But we have to determine to make that happen. And the best way to do that is if you have a crutch, or at least something solid to lean on. For me, again, that's been my faith. If you don't have faith, then I would encourage you to pick up the Bible and read some of the Psalms. Read from the book of John the Beloved, the Gospel of John, read from the book of Ephesians or the book of Romans, and you'll see that life is full of pitfalls, it's full of difficulties, it's full of misunderstandings and incongruencies, but we are in it. And making the best of it, even in the sour moments, might be difficult, but in the end, well worth it. Because making the best of every situation, the only way we can, in whatever way at the moment seems right, if we're following the precepts that are right, and we all know that there are certain things in this earth that are right, we have an inherent conscience that tells us when something is right and when something is wrong. But if we don't have that on our own, if we've never been taught the right from the wrong, we can ask God, who in a moment will graciously and abundantly help us to see what's right and what's wrong. You know that telling what's right is not so hard, because usually when we do something that's right, we feel peace, we feel joy, we haven't hurt anybody else. It might hurt us, but it's usually a hurt we can withstand. So widow's might. We might feel incapacitated, stricken, down for the count, but we will get up and shake it off and move forward and become stronger for the pain. There's a song that I love um, that I heard from um, someone named Bob Kilpatrick many, many years ago. It's called Wounds Become Windows, and um, perhaps I'll sing it during one of the podcasts at some point. But it's um, a song that reminds me that our wounds can become windows into something amazing, into something good into something that builds character, that builds faith, that builds courage. So that's what I like to look forward to. Widows might, because we can, because we have no choice. Let's make the best of what we have available to us. And in the darkness, let's look for that small dot, that little ray of light. It might be shining in the distance, but it's shining and it's waiting for us to draw nearer. In the meantime, as I've done in past the past two podcasts, I invite you to email me if you have an encouraging word or testimony or a story you'd like to share. I would love to read it you can email me at emtee5578 at gmail.com. That's mt5578 at gmail.com. And I will be very happy to share with others anything that you're happy to share with me, if you so wish. We're not alone. There are many of us. Especially many women. But there are men out there too that are suffering and hurting, and I extend a welcome to each and every one to share your story or share, again, a word of encouragement, inspiration, uh, something that will help one or more of us to move forward, because that is the only choice we have. Until then, until the next time, this is Victoria praying that you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And don't let the memories bite. Take them. Revel in them. Enjoy them. And gather strength from them. Especially if you had an amazing marriage. And if you didn't, Even if you didn't, there must have been days when being with that partner was spectacular. Think on those days, and let's move forward together. I'll bid you ciao for now. Until next time, this is Victoria from Widow's Might Because Life Happens.